Let's dig in, guys. Fresh off of his vacation to the UK, Carter the Power Bryant back in the house with me to dig into some football card action. And also, uh, I think you had a couple, uh, you know, learning lessons about football cards while you're over there. Yeah, you know, it's funny. The NFL is growing in England. And it's kind of strange, right? So, you know, for me, Andy, we're going to talk about so many different things a little bit later. Uh, there is one Hall of Fame quarterback. We could not believe how low his prices are. But the one thing I learned, you know, overseas as far as like football cards are concerned is that the NFL, once again, is growing in England. And one sport that is not big in Europe at all, and I was kind of shocked by this, was the NBA. And the reason why, and I asked a bunch of people about this, is, well, they can't watch the games. Because, you know, those games play at night and everyone's asleep, you know, unless you're going to stay up until two or three. And there are some people that do that. Andy, the NFL has room to grow in in England. And I know that there's a lot of people listening to this that do not believe it. They are like, why are we forcing all these games overseas? It's not good for the players. Well, I, I was shocked in how many NFL hats I saw and how many people say, hey, we go to the game every year in Wembley. And I also, there's a piece of me that thinks that football cards could potentially be a thing in Europe, um, which is crazy to think about. But the main reason is because the NFL plays so many games at noon. They play so many games at three. That is very watchable for people in Europe. So that's why the NFL is pushing for more London games and just more games in, in a game in Germany, for instance. So it, it was very interesting. It was such a great trip. I'm so happy to be back at the States, uh, back at the States, back in the States, looking at football cards, which is my favorite hobby out there. And Andy, obviously, you know, the big story over the past couple of weeks, and I heard you during your solo episode talk about the schedule release so my first thing for you how do you feel about football cards since i've been gone what has been some of your biggest takeaways not only from this past week but since the nfl draft has happened well there's definitely been a, a noticeable little slowdown in terms of uh my personally my and this is a personal anecdote from my sold volume on ebay i've only sold a, a couple cards in the last couple weeks whereas heading into the draft and throughout april was an incredible sales month. And so I've seen a little bit of a slowdown, but there's also a lot less auctions, noticeably less auctions for football cards on eBay compared to what you'll find for baseball and basketball. And we know that ba basketball is in the playoffs and the MLB is heating up. So we're in this interesting uh, kind of soft market for football. However, prices for a lot of guys are still staying elevated. They're still fresh off of this inflated hype cycle where prices got pretty steep for these elite players, especially guys that got hyped up big time throughout the draft uh, cycle and just from, you know, prior performance from last year. So we're in an interesting window. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert still are leading the way in terms of volume, but Jalen Hurts kind of still maintains that right behind him. Tua's kind of crept up there. You know, so uh, there's also some interesting skill, like the top skill position seller in terms of volume is still Justin Jefferson, you know, and, and but we still don't have these 2021 products. So you have a very limited supply still for 2021 rookie cards. So those guys typically are, are not even making the top 20 of uh, sold volume on a weekly basis because the product is just not out there for, for people to buy. And obviously, you know, the biggest story outside of just the schedule release, but when it comes to hobby-related content, I my prediction was right, okay? I'm rarely right about something, but I was right about this thing, that this schedule or this product release just continues to keep getting pushed back. For whatever reason, Andy, that is out there, Prism, I, I, I'm, I'm going I'm to be married, I'm going to have three kids, <laughs> I, I, there's no telling what's going to happen when 2021 prism is actually finally going to be released. So I understand Andy that the football market is going to be heavily influenced by when that product comes out. And one thing that people really need to keep in mind from someone that has bought retail wax uh, before at a high volume is that there's a lot of people that just want to buy boxes and hold them. They, they just do. So I do think, Andy, 
once again, I'm not as heavily influenced into the numbers and as well versed into the numbers as you are, but I, I read our Patreon community. I read the discord. I read what card Twitter is talking about. There's still just that heavily anticipation. I know contenders is out there. Um, there's still Andy, just as heavily anticipation for when product finally gets released. And once again, we gotta, we gotta actually wait until June. I, I would have my flip flops on going swimming. I'm going to be like, Oh, I got to go to the store and see if I can get some products. So Andy, yeah. for me, that is, that is my major takeaway. Not only the schedule release, but the fact that people are still waiting to get their hands on, on, on some new Trevor Lawrence prison product. Yeah. And it's a major release. So we're talking Huge. blasters, hangers, megas going into target Walmart's for all three of those major brands, prism select and optic now pushed to June and then July for optic and select. And, it, it's it's wild because yeah you do see a lot of contenders like i go on to target.com right now and buy a blaster box for like 30 bucks of 2021 contenders however it's it's not being sold out it's not being flipped like it was with 2020 or realizing the the hit rate for the actual rookie ticket auto is pretty low like if you want to guarantee yourself to at least get one auto you got to at least buy a mega box um, or a hobby box if you want to get that auto uh, rookie rookie ticket auto you know so it's kind of and, and with the prices of retail just kind of have gone up naturally uh, due to the demand. We're seeing a lot more supply sitting out there still for 2021 contenders. And that's that supply of just general for 2021 athletes are getting ready to be tripled, quadrupled here by the end of the summer heading into this new season. Andy, I'm going to make a, a suggestion. I'm going to give two hot takes. Now, this isn't going to be my play of the week. That's going to be coming up at the end. OK. The first thing I would do right now, if you are one of these investor, buyer, collectors, whatever you want to call it, I would sell all my Tua Tagovailoa right now. Just get rid of it. The schedule to start the season is just too brutal. Okay, I was going to save that for the end, but I, I just want to give people a really nice spicy take in the middle of this episode, right? But let me so, make sure I caught the name because you may have you may have glitched out when you said that player's name. No, Tua Tagavailoa. Okay, the we got it. sensation. Now, look, I, I know he went to Alabama. A lot of people will consider, well, he's just saying that because he's an LSU player. No, Tua is still the most impressive high school quarterback I think I've ever seen, Andy. His high school tape was so good. I remember being on the radio and saying, this guy should start as a true freshman over Jalen Hurts. And he ended up beating out Jalen Hurts for that job, even though Jalen was a really good player. But you know, with the hip injury, I just don't believe it. Even with all the new weapons that are in, I've been waiting to get this takeoff because finally, Andy, we we're able to see the, the the schedule. New England at Baltimore, Buffalo at Cincinnati. Let me ask you this right now. Oof. Right now, Andy. Can you envision Miami going three and one versus that schedule to start the season? Three and one. No. No, I can't either. <laughs> No, even though Miami's skill position players are better than some of those teams, even though Miami's defense is better than some of those teams I just mentioned, um, they have a new head coach. You know, we'll see what McDaniel's actually able to do. I, I, I'm just selling all my Tua right now. He's not the guy. Uh, the AFC is too loaded with quarterbacks anyway. If you're looking at a long-term situation, so take advantage of the hype cycle with you know Cheetah being there now and Jalen Waddle. Just sell his product right now because he's just not the guy. It's still amazing to me, Andy, that his his product goes for so much. I think some of it is he is a part of that legendary uh, twenty twenty draft class with Burrow and Herbert and, and Hertz. I, I'm just not a Tua believer. So uh, you know, I was going to say that for the end. I was just ready to get that out though. Uh, I, I I'm selling all my Tua. That was the first thing that I took away when the schedule release actually happen now my second take as far as like sealed wax is concerned right now andy i would be very careful careful right now with clearing the shelf with sealed wax there is a reason if you walk into a walmart or a target why there's a lot of panini contenders products still on the shelves because people just aren't pulling those rookie ticket autos out of those blasters I would be very careful because I know a lot of people cashed in and made a lot of money off this 2020 rookie product. This is the one thing I think, Andy, people forget when they actually buy wax. 
There are people out there that buy the wax to actually rip it, not to actually hold it for forever. Which quarterback that you would rip right now would excite you? Now, right now, there's a lot of them. Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. But are those guys actually good? No. Hmm. They're not. They're definitely not Burrow. They're definitely not Herbert. And you could make a strong case that you would take Jalen Hurts over any of those guys that we just mentioned, especially now that he has A.J. freaking Brown to throw to in the NFC East. Andy, I would just be very careful. I know there's so much anticipation leading into this product, but inflation is up. The price of everything is up. There's a lot of other better product you could put that money towards, so I would be very careful. I, I understand that there's a lot of people that would buy this product and just hold it. I Even then, I just don't know because so much of what that product is, the reason why Prism 2020 Megaboxes are going for $300 now is because Burrow and Herbert are so freaking good at football. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if there's a lot of long-term value in in this 2021 rookie class when it comes to sealed wax. That's going to be a long shot, man, when you, when you think about it. Um, and especially when we know uh, we, we've got quantifiable data that they have added additional base cards, additional base right. inserts, which only, you know, further kind of dilute that that base tier, which is fine if you're buying those singles of, you know, those quarterbacks for a couple of dollars, there, there's potential there because you're getting at such a low entry point. But when you're buying a sealed product, you know, and you're, you're spending $30 on a blaster box, the chances of you, you know, just getting a decent ROI back are, are pretty rare. Whoa. And I think that's why, you know, there's a lot of that stuff sitting on the shelves and, and we haven't seen the output, the production to for any of these five first round guys from 2021 to kind of signal us to go go flock and, and clear the shelves of 2021 product. And look, let me ask you this, Andy. You know, we were friends when the 2020 season started. I remember you and I talking, you know, after like the first couple of weeks we saw Burrow and Herbert play, we're like, okay, these guys are really good. I just wanted to be known that yes, Josh Allen magically turned into what he is now, okay? But that's an anomaly, right? Most of the great quarterbacks, especially of this modern era, you kind of knew immediately that they were going to be who they were, right? It didn't take long for us to look at Patrick Mahomes and say, okay, this guy, we're looking at something special. The same thing is true about Joe Burrow. The same thing is true about Justin Herbert, immediately you were like, Anthony Lynn, what are you doing? Why are you playing Tyrod Taylor over this guy? <laughs> Andy, yeah. you just know it immediately, right? I I just want people to – even Lamar Jackson, when you saw Lamar play, you were like, okay, this guy is going to change what we think of the quarterback position, and he did. You, you kind of know. You, you just do. The, I know a lot of people are predicting at least one of these guys to have that Josh Allen type of leap. As high as I am on Justin Fields, I, I don't know if that's going to happen in, in Chicago, Trevor Lawrence and all of that. So here's the thing. You talked about this last week in your solo episode, which was really good, by the way. I was like, maybe we should just get rid of this Carter guy altogether. <laughs> uh, but it, you made a really good point. There's still flip opportunities. There still is, right? If you get it at a certain price and sell it when it's at its highest – Yes, there's still this flip opportunity. I just don't I, I just don't fully believe in any of these five quarterbacks. And it, it it's gonna to be tough for them to to turn things around at each of their situations. Yeah, that that's the thing for me with, with the newer product like 2020, 2021. Um, you know, entry point is so critical because of the newer product coming out. Um, and, and I've tend to, because they've printed more inserts, more base cards, the print, print runs have gone up. I, I've tended to gravitate to more rare cards and especially autograph cards. The patches are all, you know, not from any specific game. So that kind of drives people crazy. That's devalued that. So I kind of stick yeah. to the serial numbered and autograph cards to get the best ROI. But the catch 22, the rub is that the supply is getting ready to triple or quadruple for all these 2021 rookies. And it's just not as deep, like quarterbacks. Yeah, sure, five first-round quarterbacks. But 
the the skill position players. We can talk about the skill position players yeah. between 2020 and 2021. And whenever I can, you know, go to a 2020 guy like C.D. Lamb or T. Higgins and buy, you know, the rookie ticket auto for less than 100. But I fully understand the supply that's out there for those guys. I don't fully understand the supply that's going to be out there for Jamar Chase or Javante Williams, guys like that. You know how much I love Jamar Chase. You know how much I love Justin Jefferson. I still think both of those guys, even though they are a little pricey, I, I still believe in their their the, 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 their long term relevance. But you know, always keep in mind the supply. Always keep in mind what other people are doing. There are people very intrigued by the NBA market. There's a lot of Luca cards going for berserk prices and. Everybody's pouring a lot of money into that guy right now. And baseball with all these young prospects, Wander Franco. So, yes, it is very busy. I, I will bring this up to you, Andy. You you made a good point about just eBay auctions being a little bit more scarce. I think because it is such a busy market with other sports happening, I do think that's part of it. But the one thing I've noticed as well, Andy, and I do it pretty often. I even did it in Europe doing a PSA 10, like just check the uh, auction check to see what's ending soonest and all that stuff. For me, I still think football prices have not dipped as much as I thought they would have after the draft. I was a little shocked because the way I looked at it, me and my lovely now fiance, uh, we, we, we spent a lot of money on Europe. That, that was a bucket list trip, but I still saved a little bit to, you know, buy a few football cards to see if the prices weren't going to dip after the NFL draft cycle. But two things have happened, Andy, and I didn't think that both of these hap- both of these things could happen at once. I've seen the prices not dip as much, and I've also seen the volume of cards also dip at the same time, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Do you feel the same way? Yes, I think that's a a really good way to kind of summarize it. The volume has dipped, but the average resale value, as you can see from this wonderful wonderful web interface here that uh, David over in our Patreon Discord server built, he's pulling in PSA 10 sold data from eBay over the last 30 days. And and you can see there's not a big change in the average resale volume volume of even these base cards, but they're in a PSA 10 grade. Um, However, the actual... Uh, the, the the sold volume has gone down, but the resale value has stayed roughly the same. It's very interesting. And and I, I will say this on behalf of all our listeners and on behalf of you, Andy, that's frustrating, right? Because we we look at this stuff often and we look at potential buying opportunities. It, it is it is frustrating. There's no other way around it, right? Like for me, I, I, I've had a lot of players I collect have a serious heavy hype cycle, Tyron Matthew being one of them going to the Saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously most people collect quarterbacks and they were looking for buying opportunities for quarterbacks and, and Justin Jefferson cards. They're still pretty high. <laughs> There's just no other way around it. They're still pretty high. So, you know, keep that in mind uh, during these next couple of weeks. I, I guess, Andy, there, there might be, be a dip as more people spend more money on the new product releases. I'm going to be interested. I'm going to be paying close attention now that prism has been pushed back again to June. I, I, let me ask you this. What, what do you think prices are going to do for Herbert's Allen's Burroughs when the new product releases, do you think they'll go down since, you know, more people are going to be trying to get a Trevor Lawrence prism or do you think they'll stay mostly the same? I think they'll stay mostly the same. I, th- I think at this point, you know, with the supply pretty much fully fleshed out, what you're going to see in the marketplace for Herbert and Burrow, it's only the supply is going to uh, go up a little bit once we get in August and close to the season in September. But the resale values are going to pretty much stay the same. You're going to still see people reaching for these guys on a weekly basis. It's going to it's going to keep those uh, those comps the same. It's going to keep everything the same. The only thing that would change is some crazy news happened, but there's not going to be any news that it's going to affect it that much. And then performance is actually then going to dictate the card values up or down based on their current expectations. Their current expectations are to be number one and two in their draft class. I mean, a lot, most experts have Herbert ranked in the same top tier as Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. 
So <laughs> Kyler Murray. So Justin Herbert has got incredibly high expectations now. Some people are also putting Joe Burrow up there, but then some people are putting Joe Burrow in that second tier with like right. Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson and that kind of stuff. So it's it's in, they're right there. I mean, they're right there. There's an argument to be made to put him in the top tier. He just come off of Super Bowl. So their prices are pretty much neck and neck. But I don't think we're going to see a change until there's actual performance had. And then, and then if they don't live up to that expectation coming out of the gate, they could dip going into October, November. What we've seen historically happen, which if that does happen with Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, it's it's just a great time to buy in. It's kind of becoming the new best time to buy in, honestly, in, in all reality. That October, November, early December time period is becoming the best time to buy in for football cards because that people don't see that they don't they they would think the opposite they would think well no it's the middle of the season these guys are playing well no after that four week we've always seen that dip you you just see it now for me andy um and, and and this is where it gets interesting as far as football cards are concerned these elite quarterbacks are always just going to be the most liquid i i've tried to push back against that notion but if you want to sell cards, there's always going to be demand for these three names, Allen, Burrow, Herbert, right? There's a good mix of what could potentially happen with them and their long-term outlook. And there's just a lot of hype around those three names in particular. Now, of course, you do have Brady. He's on his own little tier. And you still have guys like Kyler Murray. Dak Prescott is someone that you mentioned last week on the show that I find to be very interesting. There are other names that are out there, but those three names generate the most buzz for me when I look at younger people buying and selling cards. It's Burrow, Allen, and Herbert. Now, once again, there's other names. Jalen Hurts is somebody that's really fascinating. But those those three guys to me, Andy, seem to be the darlings of the football card hobby, and I think that will remain the same over the next uh, few months. Yeah, I do. I see a lot of plays being made right now on skill position players, um, you know, and, and the market is sensitive. It's sensitive about uh, Twitter news releases. Um, for example, Ian Rapport recently went on the Pat McAfee show and they were talking about the potential of the Green Bay Packers trading Jordan Love for a third round pick in 2023. And since then, I've seen Jordan Love's uh, sales volume, buy it now sales volume, go up 200 percent from the prior week. Up Free. to $41. And you still see Jordan Love rookie ticket autos going for about $120. That's not too much lower than what you could get a Justin Jefferson for. You get a CD Lamb rookie ticket auto for about $100. There's, there's a lot of, of activity right now going on uh, around uh, speculative skill position players for 2022. And it, it's very much driven off of like the little news leaks and stuff. I've, I've seen a recent spike for um, uh, Cam Akers. Cam Akers, and we, we kind of talked about him before the show, but you know, he's he sniped Odell Beckham Jr.'s jersey number. He got a little bit of news coverage from that. You know, he was highlighted in the playoffs last year for that incredible Achilles recovery. And he pops up all of a sudden on my top uh, buy it now sold volume chart as one of one of the like the big um, you know volume increases from the prior week so i just find it interesting how you know the market you know when once a certain card eclipses and gets out of that that price tier and gets out of more people's comfort level then they they kind of shift their attention to whether it's hall of famers or whether it's you know veteran players or potential hall of famers on the fringe and there's there's cards that are to be had in there that have a lot more scarcity around it for a much better price point and you know it's what what do you feel better about getting a card numbered out of autograph numbered out of 25, your favorite running back or wide receiver or getting a base card of a quarterback, you know? So it's, it's kind of that, that's an interesting dichotomy. Yeah. And this is coming from someone that sold their favorite rookie on card Jersey number match, Joe Burrow during the Super Bowl hype cycle. The reason why I knew to do that is because I do, the show every week with you. I know a lot of people that are smarter than me. We had all the data surrounding the Super Bowl hype cycle. I knew I needed to sell the Joe Burrow card, sold it for a ridiculous profit, and I was really happy to do that. Now, once again, I was lucky to have a bunch of Burrow cards behind me and, you know, I was Burrow bobbleheads, whatever. But I knew that just because of what I knew about 
this. And I can assure you, Andy, I know you say it all the time on the channel. Look for those autographs. Look for those serial numbered cards. Look for the on-card auto. And it will not lead you astray. It just won't. Just because of that word that you say more. And I know, Andy, you probably think of this sometimes because you know <laughs> people get so used to, to your voice, your timber, and the keywords that you always use. Scarcity. Okay? That is, that is one of the major keys in this hobby. If you find scarce cards for good prices, jump on it. Right? So, you know, just for me... I bought a Joe Burrow card in, like you said, that October, November, December kind of dead period, right? It was numbered, it was autographed, and it was under $400 of, to me, one of the great quarterbacks in the NFL. Now, I didn't know Burrow was going to do what he did, but I knew at some point that there would be a, a, a point where Burrow was the star of the NFL. I just didn't think it would happen that soon. So always look out for that when you are looking for those players. And because of that, you know, it, it, it turned out to be a very profitable thing for me. Now, that's not why I bought the Burrow card. I bought it to have in my collection, and I knew they would never be that cheap again. But that's how this works. And if if you want to go against it, that's fine. You might have success. You might You might not. So – just remember those two things, scarcity and just the, 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 just the value of what those cards can do. It, it, it's truly amazing. Now, yeah. uh, my, my next question for you, Andy, and, and this is where it gets really big for me. You, you, you mentioned a pretty interesting hobby tip of the week, right, last week. And I, 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 I think about this all the time when it comes to football cards, right? What what is it? What what is the next thing that you want out of your football card collection? Like as far as like separating yourself from investing, collecting, and all that. What is that next thing that you personally want, Andy? Out of you know, I see all those cards in your background and all your videos. <laughs> what do you personally want to accomplish over the next couple of months? Yeah, this, this is a great question because I was talking to a, a patron over the weekend. Shout out to JT Cards, uh, and he comes from a a pure collection background. And he's like, what are you, what are you looking to add to your wall? I mean, I'm like, no, I really thought about this. You know, I'm looking to uh, upgrade my Gronk rookie card to a really nice, rare, like Gronk card in the Buccaneers uniform. That's the kind of stuff I'm looking to do. I'm looking to collect Buccaneers, but I'm looking to collect these guys in the Bucks uniform. Like, for example, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Russell Gage. I'm super excited to see what he oh. does with Tom Brady oh. in September. Former LSU player, right? Under underrated, um, but I mean the guy has been incredible against you know man covers and stuff, and I think he's going to be a monster for Tom Brady in that short and intermediate section of the field. But I've got this rookie ticket auto of him in the Falcons uniform, and I just I don't even want to put it on my wall because I don't like Falcons logos on my wall. Like it's not something that I want on my wall or to look at on a daily basis. You know, coming from the same division, I just don't like the Falcons. And and so I want to get a Russell Gage, like nice Russell Gage card in that Buccaneers uniform. That's not a rookie card. It's a veteran card, but it's something that I want to collect, you know. So I kind of put myself in the same shoes of other people out there. And then you look at the market sizes, uh, Philadelphia fans, they want A.J. Brown, but they probably don't want him in the Titans. Like maybe, sure, yeah, they want to have some rookie cards, but they really would love to get him in the Eagles uniform. So that's one of the biggest reasons why I think 2022 products going to be hot. The other thing I'm, I'm looking to do uh, is get some of my cards graded. And, and you know, you talk about this, right? Uh, price point and, and targeting scarcity. One of the reasons why I think it's so important because listing cards takes a lot of time and effort. And I've got a lot of cards. They're just like short print cards, but they're not like super rare cards. They're not serial numbered. They're not autographed. And uh, they're, they're not reselling for a lot of money. And it although I may make four, five, ten dollars from them, you know, it would be nice to just buy one card, list one card, make 50, 60, 80, a hundred dollars. Now all of a sudden you're you're making that time you, you invest in and in listing the card and putting in the work of buying it and selling it uh, uh, worth a lot more, right? Because just opportunity costs. So I'm looking to become more efficient in the sense of, you know, where am I spending my opportunity costs? And that's why the moves that I am making this year, this offseason have been a lot bigger 
but they've also been just as equally researched, just as equally comped out to make sure I'm getting in at the right entry price point. Yeah, and this leads into my hobby tip of the week, um, listing cards. Okay, so I I made a, I made a mistake. I didn't know I made this mistake, but I accidentally listed uh, a card that, you know, I, I didn't even want. I ripped it out of a the only basketball box that I've ripped is Select. And I ripped this Tyrese Maxi card, right? And I put it on for an auction. And when I listed it on eBay, Andy, it was different. It looked different. I was like, okay, well, eBay just updated their thing. Apparently, it was like eBay Canada or something like that. <laughs> so I listed it for 99 cents. It sold. The first mistake I made as far as eBay is concerned, I, I didn't know mobily how to say that I was away. You know, you could put that message, hmm. you know, you're away. I didn't know how to do it mobily, right? It, I, I couldn't find a tutorial on how to do it. Apparently, you have to do it on your computer. I don't know. Maybe someone smarter can enlighten me. The second thing is the dude bought the card, and he is in Canada. He got it for 99 cents. The cheapest way, and I, I've been researching this, I, I have to ship the card for like 12 bucks on a 99-cent card, right? That's $12. I'm losing a lot selling this. Now, once again, maybe there's someone that is Canadian that can help me out with this. I've gone back and forth with the guy trying to figure out if there's another way around it. I'm just going to you know, fix the problem and just ship it for $12. So when you list a card, the reason why it all happened like that is because I clicked sell one like this, right? Uh-huh. Always make quadruple sure that all that information is correct because I've read stories, Andy, where – you know, someone does a sell one like this, and there was one little piece or sub data point that wasn't right. And that opens up the opportunity for the buyer to send the card back for whatever reason, because they could say, well, that what you listed this card wrong. You said this card was meant. It obviously wasn't. You said this card was, you know, it, it could be anything from it being an orange pr- prism to, you know, a, orange laser prism those always when you do that sell one like this and you've done a really good job andy there are a ton of tutorials on how to do this on your channel i i messed up i didn't i should have known that there was something a little bit wrong with the canadian thing or whatever so my hobby tip of the week is always double i I know we want to rush i know we want to get it done i know it's the least fun part of this hobby is is actually listening to the card on eBay and selling it, always quadruple check what you're doing or else you'll be like me out of 12 bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's no fun. I, I honestly, man, I just treat it like a, a workout regimen now. And I just list a couple each day. I'm like, if I just do a couple each day over the course of the week, I've done like a little stack and it wasn't nearly as painful. You know, I was able to kind of go through them, you know, you can take you can kind of batch it right take photos and then you have the photos on your phone then you can go through them at a different time you maybe you're doing something else and you know you kind of get a few listed each day that way they're ready for the start of the season the one thing i'm not doing right now unless of course you got a super hot player like we're talking about herbert burrow uh justin jefferson and it's a hot card on top of that so now you're checking those boxes then you maybe want to do a 99 cent auction have that sucker ended on a Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, something like that, get the most amount of eyeballs. Um, otherwise, I would not do an auction right now. I would be just listening to buy it now and and waiting for, you know, preseason cycle to start picking up. And, and we're getting into that preseason uh, cycle. And uh, that's that's when, you know, you'll start seeing people reach and pay a lot more now based on, more news coming in, more more highlights, right? More highlights coming in from training camps of this guy doing that or the preseason game or like last year when Marquez Callaway caught three touchdowns from Jameis, all of a sudden his rookie ticket autos went through the roof overnight, stuff like Tennessee, that. In a Tennessee happen. uniform. In a Tennessee uniform, uh, man. Uh, uh, but it had a Saints logo on it. Yeah. So it's time for a play of the week, Andy. Um do you want me to go first because I have such a spicy one, or, or do you? Do you? Have yeah, go one? ahead. You go first. You have such a spicy one. I, I don't want to steal your thunder on this one. I'm excited about it. I know we've brought him up before on this channel, but now we have even more incentive to buy Russell Wilson right now because the season opening game 
will be the most hyped game of the first weekend. Now, there are more sexy matchups, Tampa Bay versus Dallas being one of them, because last year that was such a great season opener game between the two of them. There are better matchups in that. Sunday night football, too. And it's Sunday night football. Look, Russell Wilson going up against his old team. Are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. Are you freaking kidding me, Andy? Um, it's a night game too, so that's uh, that's the twelfth at night. Was that Monday night? That is maximum amount of Oof. eyeballs, maximum, Oof. and it is Monday night football. Yeah, but let's actually look a little bit deeper, Russell Wilson. Okay, you also look at the schedule, right? Week two, Houston. Week three, San Francisco. Maybe that's Trey Lance. That will also be a primetime game. Week four at Las Vegas. Now, that's a really good team, the Raiders, but still, that is a very four and oable schedule for the Broncos. Obviously, with the first year coach, we'll see what happens with Coach Hackett there, but still, that is a very favorable first four weeks to the season. In fact, I like Denver's start better than pretty much anyone. And, you, you know, Russell Wilson. We're talking about this ticket autos in a uh, a Beckett case. Even if it's eight point five, we're going for under a thousand dollars. That is absolutely insane to me. And Andy, you talk about this twenty twelve year, the rookie scarcity print about uh, uh, amount of cards for all sets are so low. So I am a Russell Wilson believer. It did at times look like he lost a little bit of his fastball, but he was still overcoming injury and we're talking about one of the most marketable athletes in all of pro sports russell wilson i would heavily heavily consider buying his cards right now and been to been to two super bowls one one you know he's not quite a lock for the hall of fame but with the age production curve of quarterbacks being so long man you got to think that this guy's got at least another six, seven good years. In. And I watched him uh, do those throwing drills at the Pro Bowl. And, I mean, he just absolutely dominated. I mean, he was throwing 40, 50-yard passes, dimes, nailing the little targets, and Mac Jones was just not even coming close. I mean, it was taking five, six throws from Mac Jones where uh, Russ was doing it in one. I, I don't think he's lost much of a step. I'm, I mean, I am po- – Plus, we talk about the uh, the thin air, Mile High Stadium, and a higher altitude. The buy, the ball should fly even better. And you, add, you add outside wedge, Jerry Judy's uh, girlfriend. You know she dropped all that stuff, so he's good. He's going to be fine. But then you add uh, Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton on the outside, Albert O. They also added another uh, tight end. Uh, I think it was Greg Dulcich. That they drafted the LA. I love that guy. Yeah, very interesting tight end prospects. Even more depth there. You've got Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon back in the backfield. It's gonna be it's gonna be wheels up for you. Get KJ Hamler back, who's got incredible sub four four speed. I mean, it's gonna be wheels up for Russ. The defense looks solid. I'm excited about the Denver Broncos. I think they're one team that just hasn't. People aren't giving them the respect that is probably gonna be due to them. Maybe it's because of the AFC West correlation with the, the Chargers and the Chiefs and the Raiders now with, and, and all the moves that they've made and what Patrick Mahomes has just done on paper in the past three years. So I think that's why, but I think you're right. I mean, I, I love this play because I think at the end of the day, Russ's stock is going to go up big time, especially if they make it to the playoffs and he's kind of in that MVP conversation coming out of the gate. I think we're going to be like, okay, everybody's getting back on the Russell Wilson train again. All right, Andy, I'm ready to hear what you got, man. (laughs) Well, you know, so I look at like uh, some places that have a lot of vacated targets and then, you know, comp that with what is is going on in terms of let let me move this over here. So, you know, a bunch of numbers is kind of kind of hard to see. So, you know, whenever I crunch the numbers, I look at a guy like. Stefan Diggs, he's going to be in my play of the week because of his value. Uh, Right. I think that Baltimore or not Baltimore, the Buffalo Bills have one of the past happiest offenses in the league. They also made significant improvements to their defense. 
Uh, I know you're not a Florida Gators fan, but they signed Kair Elam in the, in the first round. I'm sure he's given the LSU Tigers some fits over the, over the past couple of years. Oh, he could play. And, and so they made improvements to the defensive secondary. Uh, what, they're, what they're doing up there in Buffalo is Josh Allen putting that team on his back. He has such a, an improved improvement over the last couple of years in his performance. Number one quarterback two years in a row now. Stephon Diggs, their elite top-end wide receiver on the outside. They add depth to the slot position. They signed Jamison Crowder. They also signed like a, a late-round draft pick guy that has got a very interesting profile. I can't his name slipped my mind, but anyways, Stefan. When you compare Stefan Diggs' rookie ticket auto value to that of Justin Jefferson, for example, uh, there's a big difference there. Stefan Diggs is a 2015 rookie, but he's not that old, man. He's still, you know, still in his prime. He's still going to be the number one receiver in that offense, a, a team that throws the ball at the second highest rate in the NFL. That are definitely bound for the playoffs this year. There's there's no scenario you don't see the Bills in the playoffs this year. And so his hype is going to come right back. And his rookie ticket autos right now are going about sixty five dollars yeah. in auction. Total total steal when you compare that to Justin Jefferson of two hundred or Jamar Chase of five hundred dollars. Especially if you're a believer in the Bills making a run to the Super Bowl. I mean, th- their Vegas projections are absolutely insane. Now, you, you look at like. All these football power indexes and all this stuff, they, they are so high on Buffalo. And keep in mind, they made this playoff run without Tredavious White at, at corner. So, you know, at some point they're going to get him back. They get Kyrie Elam, mm-hmm. who I like a lot. I think he's a steal out of Florida. It's very interesting. They have a good secondary. They're very analytically driven. You know, they uh, they bring in Vaughn Miller. It's hard to not like the Bills, right. even though, you know, their schedule can be a little brutal uh to, to start the year um i like that i really do especially considering you can get a rookie ticket auto stefan Diggs for you know the, i saw one for 55 sold in the, in the past month it, it's crazy it's absolutely crazy so i like that play of the week yeah and that that's where i think uh, your focus should be in the market right now you know is on these guys that are elite Maybe they don't have a ton of FOMO because they're more veteran. Not a lot of fear of missing out driving their values up right now. But these are guys that are absolutely going to be relevant right in the thick of the playoff, the primetime game scenarios, getting massive production spikes throughout the season. And those are guys you definitely want to buy in low now. A lot of safety in them, for one. And then, two, they're going to be right in the limelight in the thick of it whenever the dust settles and most of the rookies flame out. And here's Stefan Diggs again as a top three wide receiver. <laughs> you, know, that's you, it, man. you never know. You you never know who's going to have that next Cooper Cup year, right? You just exactly. don't. Exactly. Like like for instance, someone and and this honestly, uh, just because I know you so well, and you're you're not one to brag. I'll brag on you a little bit, okay? And I know people give you slack, uh, flack for this, but you know, come on, we got to brag on Andy <laughs> for a little bit. You're, you're you're in many ways, you're you're big. Not, I don't want to say visionary. That just sounds too big. Uh, but you, you you really put a lot of work into it, right? And one player that was very profitable for you was Allen Robinson, especially when you started out. You were getting his, you know, prism rookies for what? You were getting them for what, a dollar a piece? You got you got like 20 of them for like a dollar a piece. Was, am I wrong about that? No, no, no. You're absolutely right, man. That was in summer of 2020. A dollar a piece. You never and know what you're selling them for 20, by yeah. the way, mind you, in, in <laughs> September. And uh, I love the new team scenario he's walking into with OBJ still sidelined to at least playoffs, and he's now a free agent. Uh, Allen Robinson's this is the best quarterback of his career, career. In, in Matt Stafford. And he's gonna be he's gonna be out on the field in every single one of their offensive formations, pretty much. <laughs> Remember, no Robert Woods there anymore, no. Uh, no Odell, Cooper Cup. You know that, you know, especially considering they made such a deep playoff run this year, I, I think they're going to ease Cooper Cup into the to start of the year. Now he's going to still be get a ton of targets. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, they're going to look at Allen Robinson and say, look, we're, we're giving you this great situation. We really need you to help us carry us because we played so deep in the playoffs last year. And Cooper Cup does have injury history. So, you know, it's it's very interesting. You could find some of these more veteran wide receivers and and make money. Like, you know, I, I was a Cooper Cup investor, you know, last summer, and it turned out pretty well for me, obviously. But, you know, 
look at these other veteran guys and and see what you could find, right? Yeah, yeah, they absolutely spike. You see how Allen Robinson rookie ticket autos are now back down around 2025. 20, I love that because I, I was it. buying these at uh 20 and I flipped them once he signed with the Rams. And the Rams are going to be right back in the thick of it again this year. So I guarantee you there's going to be hype spikes. He's going to get some have some big touchdown upside games, primetime scenarios. I love it. At this price point, you got to combine that with the scarcity. And then the production is just going to outweigh and it's going to drive the value up to where, you know, somebody in L.A. hits the buy it now button on one of your cards you got listed for 50 bucks. You know, that's a pretty good ROI. That's, uh, you know, two to three X. The opportunity value is there. You're making 30 bucks, 30, 40 dollars on a card. That's really solid. Andy, this was another fun episode. I was missing this show for the past couple of weeks, and I enjoyed the solo episode. I enjoy what, what 402 is doing to make the channel look even better than, than what it already is. I'm going to give one final little parting shot here at the end, okay? I am wearing my Drew Brees shirt, okay? That is you, – you, you mentioned a minute ago getting your your Gronk collection up. I'm, I'm buying Drew Brees and Saint uniform cards, I, I'm really looking to buffer that up. I know he had this crazy quote uh, uh, yesterday I, <laughs> about you know leaving the NBC booth, saying he's still thinking about what he's going to do. Um, he said he was flirting with the idea of coming back. That's been shot down. You never know with Drew Brees. You just don't. So I'm just saying. If for some reason you didn't think I was going to go to this topic at the end, okay, let me admit something as a Drew Brees fan, okay? Tom Brady owned him in every way, okay? Now, think about this if you're Drew Brees, all right? You're one of the best quarterbacks of all time, and you and Tom Brady, for the end of your careers, are going back and forth for like the all-time record holders of passing yards and all those other stats, right? So that gets shattered by Tom Brady because he continues to play, okay? Now imagine if you're Drew Brees and you're this hyper-competitive guy. Anyone that knows Drew Brees knows that, you know, he was undersized. He There were true doubters. And this guy has a competitive bone in his body that is unmatched, really. And to end his career... Tom Brady beat him in his division, in his own building, after Drew Brees dominated him during the regular season. Now, let me ask you this, Andy. Would that stick in your crawl for the end of eternity, yes or no? Yes, yes. It would would. haunt me in my sleep. So this is why – I'm not saying Drew Brees is going to come back, but I do think Tom Brady is really getting to him because now not only did Tom Brady one-up him – winning a Super Bowl in a division that he's been in, you know, his first year there. Now Tom Brady's upped him in the broadcasting game as well, right? He gets the best broadcaster deal of all time, and he's never even called a game before, $25 million a year. So if you're Drew Brees and you've always played with Tom Brady as being one of your counterparts, you were robbed of the opportunity to play him in the Super Bowl back in 2018 – those things stick with you as a competitor. They just do. So I'm just saying I'm I'm not counting out a Drew Brees comeback. I'm not. I'm, I just simply can't because I have followed this man his entire career. And I know there's people way closer to him saying that Drew Brees is not coming back and blah, 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 whatever. I'm not counting it out. I'm just not counting it out. It may not be this year. It might be somewhere down the road. If for some reason that were to happen, the hype cycle would be absolutely in freaking sane for this mm-hmm. guy. So I I'm, I just wanted to bring that up as a Drew Brees homer and as a Drew Brees fan. I hope it doesn't happen. I hope I hope he stays retired. I would because the Saints I don't think would take him back. I think he would have to go somewhere else. I, I hope it doesn't happen. But I'm just throwing it out there with the tweet. I know it was probably in jest, and we've been all joking about it. But if you're a true competitor and you are in Drew Brees' shoes, what Tom Brady is doing is driving you absolutely insane, and you want to see if you can do it yourself. Just saying. 
I'm just saying. Okay. But, but anyway, Andy. Here's a little conspiracy theory for you, man. There's a, there just so happens to be a team in the NFC South. There's two teams in the NFC South that need better quarterbacks, much better quarterbacks. But one of them actually has a pretty solid roster, really good defensive roster, pretty solid offensive roster. Just upgraded their offensive line tremendously, and and the Carolina Panthers, <laughs> and they and they need they need Matt Rule needs to save his job. And, uh, you know, they've been linked to talking to Cam Newton again. You've also They've also drafted uh, Matt Corral in the third round. And, and uh, I don't know how long Sam Darnold's going to last, but he's on a tight leash. And, hey, he gets his chance to play against Tom Brady again on a much better roster. I don't know. That's interesting. And I know Drew just had a surgery, so he, he would be out for a while. I'm just saying that that guy is wired differently. He just is. A lot of the greats are. I know we, I know they say it about a lot of these guys, but the extent and, and there's more to it. Like now there's this story out that Tom Brady and Sean Payton were gonna team up with Miami. That was it's no, it's an older story. All those things, you know, it just kind of it, especially Drew being an undersized guy and truly being counted out and truly his whole career saying you're not big enough, you're hurt. You're passed over. You're not the guy. There's something that is just inside of that human being that we as regular humans cannot quantify. I, I and a comeback would not be smart. I, I hope Drew doesn't do it. I would cry to see him in a different uniform other than the Saints. I'm just saying it. It, it would be very interesting. But Andy, we are near the one hour mark. It's a fun show, man. Fantasy football card quest. Check it out. You have so many good videos, so much good content that dives a little bit deeper into all our topics. Patreon.com slash football cards is where you can find us as well. Good episode, Andy. We're back, baby. Yes, we are back, back, baby. Let's go. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. See you next time.